Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, baby. Bring on that funk. It's Funky Friday. It's uh, also Red Friday, so remember everyone to play. And Don, I'll take uh, what is torture for 100, please. What is torture for 100? Yeah, uh, watching your friends post from Sturge's motorcycle rally. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that first commercial we played. During- <laughs> well, that was pretty much it, too. Wow. Yeah. What a great way. You know, that just inspired me to go get a bowl of oatmeal. I'll yeah. tell you that much right now. You know, you heard that. And like, you know, raisin bran's always a good choice. Yeah, clean me out this time of the morning. Good morning. It's the way to start your morning. I know a lot of people are headed that way right now, as a matter of fact. So enjoy yourself. We'll see you back here in a couple. We'll be here when you get back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, we don't need to go with you. Uh, no, no, we don't need proof. Uh, anyway, all my friends are posting from Sturgis, and I just can't believe it. I can't stand it. It's just killing me, man. That's been eating you alive this week, too. It really has. Well, it officially starts today, Yeah. and today's like 80, um, what is it, 82, I guess? 82, sec- 80 seconds, something like that. I was reading about Poppy Oil. Hoyle and his wife Pearl, and how that they got the whole thing started, and uh, and it just uh, how it's ballooned into the biggest thing in the world, and uh, put a relatively, um, I mean, a, you know, a small uh, state concerning, you know, when you think about how many people actually live there, right, mm-hmm. the population of South yeah. Dakota, and uh, put it on the map and made it truly a huge thing, seven hundred and about fifty or so million dollars. $750 million flows into their economy. Which is the uh, entire state budget. for. The- no, it really is. <laughs> That's year. it. I'll tell you. And, and you know why it works up there is because it, more than any state in the union, including the state of Texas, they don't tell people what to do in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. I, I remember last year in Deadwood, here comes Christy Noem. Uh, Madam Vice President coming right down on her horse down the middle of the street and rides the horse up onto the stage. Okay. Gets off and the dude on the stage, the MC hands her the microphone. First thing she says is, Welcome to freedom. I mean, and that's exactly the way they take business up there in South Dakota. So those uh the bartenders and stuff, that they're making half a year in tips and Well, they'll make their whole year. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh-huh. I can imagine that it's a very uh pre- sought after Job. Oh, well, I mean, if you ever watched the Full Throttle thing that was on, what was it, uh, A&E or whatever they had, the show, uh, the, you know, the reality TV thing, uh-huh. uh, girls come from all over the place to be there d- during the next two weeks uh, yeah. to, to wait tables there because, you know, they, they make enough money there in two weeks for the entire year. Oh, that's awesome. It, it is awesome. It really is great. And I last year was my first year. It will not be my last. It just didn't work out this year for, for me to go, but I will be there. I'm there in spirit, man. Every day I'm looking at these things. Going, ah, my friends uh, Rose and Fritz put up some pictures yesterday from Devil's Tower and a couple other places where they were uh, uh, Mount Rushmore, places like that. They were hanging out at. So, and you were you were posting some from memories of of last year when you were there. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put some more of that stuff up. Right. I also put cookies up yesterday. What I put cookies oh, up? Cookies, cookies. Okay. Yeah, the girls made some cookies for me yesterday. Did you bring in any for the rest of us? No. No, they're gone. <laughs> the cookies are gone. You know, what, what a selfish little jerk you <laughs> Yeah, gra- really Grandpa got greedy. Yeah, right? grand dude. Grand dude. Grand dude, yeah. Got, I did. As a matter of fact, every time I pass by that dadgum plate, man, I just grabbed another one and another one and another one. They were so good. Right. So... And, and, before, and the girls, and I'm sure before you ate it, well, this one's for Elaine, and this oh, one is. That's for exactly Elaine. what I said in my head. That's yeah. exactly what was going on. Raise your hand if you believe them. You know, nope. in two weeks, I've got one going to college, and that's not daughter; that's granddaughter. <laughs> of course, my daughter started early, so yeah. you know, I got yeah. a little bit of an excuse there. But man, going to college already—it's just—I'm blown away by that yeah. concept. And, and one's going to be a sophomore in high school. I got a ways to go. My oldest grandson is eight. He's, oh, eight. He's eight. Okay. Yeah. 
Because you got one that's like three and one that's... They are, I got, the oldest is eight and the youngest is about to turn two. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You got your hands full. Yep. We're going to get you some leashes. Five, five grandsons <laughs> all together. You know, it's, it's quite a handful. Well, we can get you course, some leashes. Three, you can leash them up. Right? <laughs> Especially that one. Uh, that know, or a cattle prod, yeah. one or the other. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't say that. Now, don't anybody. It's, people are going to, yeah. You were talking about cattle prod and chill. Yeah, no, I know. wasn't. I was joking. Now, right. Come on now. If my Get grandson cool. Asher ever got a hold of that cattle prod. And, <laughs> He'd do to you what you'd want to do to him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, I pulled in yesterday to fill up my car. It was $45 for the car yesterday. Two years ago, it was less than 20 So right. uh, I just want all these people that are on social media. And I saw a couple of them yesterday. They're liberal friends of mine who are on social media, and they're hollering about, "Oh my God, look at these great gas prices! They're four dollars." I'm like, "You can, you can, you know what? <laughs> you can do it. Go ahead, yeah, siphon this." <laughs> yeah, exactly what I was going to say. It started with an S, and that's fine. Yeah, you can right. siphon this out. So yeah, I'm just I yeah, at forty five dollars yesterday for my little old car. It's a good thing that we don't drive all that often. You know, yeah. I come here and I go home. That's basically it. And we have one car in the family, because no way you could do that for two, at $45 to fill up. And that, there's people right now who are going, what are you complaining about at $45? Because I know guys with diesel trucks that are over 100 every time they fill it up. And I'm sorry about that. And it's I'm, I'm doing all I can do. I'm fighting a war in here. Like you said, and it changes people's patterns. I only go working home, working home, no extracurricular driving anymore. Well, I happened to, to, to send that message to one of these girls yesterday, one of these liberal girls yesterday. I said, it's not coming down because of what the administration is doing. It's coming down because people have changed their driving habits. They're not driving as much. And that's a fact. What's his name? The guy with the braids that does our news stuff. What is his name? Oh, Trey. Yeah. Trey well, Thomas. his name's Trey. Well, I'll be yeah. darned. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> the guy with the braids. I'll let him know you called him. The guy with the braids. Well, that's what you yeah. told me. His name's Trey, too. Yeah. Is it T-R-E-Y? Yes, same as yours. Well, I'll be doll. Great guy. Anyway, he said in his newscast yesterday, that, and I give him props for that, because he said yesterday one of the reasons it's coming down is because people are not driving yeah. as much as they used to. They backed off from driving. Yeah, well, Trey Thomas give it to you straight every time. Yeah, he really did. That was awesome hearing that yesterday. Uh, somebody who's not giving it to us straight is Pete Arredondo, apparently. And there's a story out this morning. It's gone national. It's from the San Antonio Express News, but now everybody's picked it up. It's gone everywhere. He was demoted from his previous job. That's right, demoted from his previous job in Webb County Sheriff's Office. According to San Antonio Express News, he worked at the Uvalde Police Department from '93 to 2000, according to uh, 2009, according to uh, records. He took a job as assistant chief with the Webb County Sheriff's Office in 2009. Was demoted to commander in 2014 because he couldn't get along with people, according to the Webb County Sheriff Martin Cuellar, telling the San Antonio Express News that he was difficult to get along with with his coworkers and especially the upper staff. Even in Uvalde PD, when he was over there, they disliked the blank out of him, Quayar said. Well, it's South Texas, they speak frankly. They were hoping he would get a job in Laredo somewhere. Get out of here is what they were trying to do with Pete Arredondo. They just wanted him to go away because he couldn't get along with people. Records show Uvalde consolidated uh, ISD. Might not have fully reviewed Arredondo's employment history when it hired him as police chief in 2020. On February 13th of 2020, they announced on Facebook, look at this, we're so proud to introduce our district chief of police, Pedro Pete Arredondo. He's a native of Uvalde, provides safety for all students, staff, blah, 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 blah. He's the greatest thing since life's bread when it comes to law enforcement. He's wonderful. He's awesome. And then six days later, six days after that announcement, they emailed Arredondo's previous employer, United ISD in Laredo, seeking a copy of his service record. So they didn't even vet the dude. They didn't even go into his background. They didn't check him out. In fact, Cuellar said Uvalde CISD never called him directly to ask about Arredondo's job performance in Webb County. He said if the school district had called, Cuellar would not have recommended Arredondo for the job. I would have said, I don't think Arredondo is capable of running even a small department, but they never even asked me about that. You see what's going on down in Uvalde. As I said, they're circling the wagons, and they're trying to let this go by and won't make any changes. United ISD Police Chief Ray Garner 
Telling the Express News in June, Arredondo was responsible for the Laredo District's Northside Schools before he joined Uvalde CISD. And down here, we do a lot of training on active shooter scenarios, and he was involved in those, Garner said. We train officers to go straight for the shooters and neutralize them. And, of course, as we all know, that did not happen at Robb Elementary School in uh, Uvalde. Um, look. Quit quit all this nonsense that you guys are doing over there in Uvalde about, you know, we're going to reschedule this and reschedule that. We have a scheduling conflict. And every time that you schedule a hearing about this guy, his attorney writes a note and says, we got a scheduling conflict. Well, no, you don't. No, that's that's unacceptable. You do not have a scheduling conflict. You get your butt in here. And you be here in attendance, and you get your butt in here now, and we're going to have a meeting as to whether or not you're going to continue to be employed by this school district. This nonsense BS, if we got a scheduling conflict, we can't be there, which they have pulled at least twice now. I don't know if they've pulled it any other times, but at least twice now. That's nonsense. Knock it off, fix what's wrong, and protect the children down there. 210-599-5555. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Their station, uh-huh. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Let's go. Yeah, chain of fools. Aretha, get it, babies. Tell us. Cue the girls. It's 522 at KTSA. Good morning, San Antonio. And uh, welcome to Friday. The phones are always open. It's uh, Funky Friday. It's Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed, serving in the cause of freedom and liberty all around the world. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Well, it's going to be official tomorrow. The Democrats are going to pass out the uh, mansion raise taxes and spend more bill why because kirsten cinema in arizona yesterday handwriting on the wall you better get in line pretty girl you better get in line pretty girl get in line pretty girl do what you told now the boss is not happy with you and we got one of them in line we scared snot out of him he's he's gonna say yes and that's joe and now it's your turn Come on, pretty girl. And she said, okay. She said, I'm going to go with it. And so the tax increase and spending bill that the Democrats are going to force through with reconciliation is going to happen tomorrow on a Saturday. They can't even do it during the week. They can't bring themselves to do it during the week. They can't bring themselves to have hearings. They can't uh, bring themselves to put it through committee, which is the normative way of doing uh, legislation. They can't bring themselves to pass it back and forth in a bicameral way between the two houses of Congress like bills are supposed to be done. They can't uh, even bring themselves to take it over into the House in the normal way and the House, of course, being closest to the people. They can't do that. No, because they know if they did that, the American people would not want their taxes raised. And in a time of more than 40 years of inflation... They wouldn't want more inflation from more government spending. As the great Milton Friedman told us, government spending is what causes inflation. And here we go, folks. Joe Biden, Joe Manchin, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Kirsten Sinema, they're going to force through this thing tomorrow. Now, you don't have to take my word for it on the economy and what this thing is going to do because over 230, more than... 230 economists, 230, are now warning that this bill is going to perpetuate inflation. It's exactly what it's going to do, and it's going to raise taxes on those who are low-income and middle-income folks in America. Don't believe this old shell game they're playing with. This is not going to pay for no taxes under 400000 And it's only taxes on big business. Business does not pay taxes. Business collects taxes. Look on your receipt. When, when a business asks you, somebody at a business asks you, do you want the receipt? Say, yes, I do. 
And the first thing you need to do is look at the taxes and see how many, how much you're getting charged in taxes every day. Every day. Businesses do not pay those taxes. You do. That's how that works. So uh, it's expected, according to 230 economists now, and not Republican, conservative, right-wing economists. We're talking economists all across the spectrum saying that this bill is expected to contribute to skyrocketing inflation, will burden the U.S. economy, contrary to what Biden and the Democrats are saying. Of course. The economist writing, the U.S. economy is at a dangerous crossroads, and the inaptly named Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 would do nothing of the sort. Instead, would perpetuate the same fiscal policy errors that have helped precipitate the current troubling economic climate. 433 billion dollars in new government spending that's what you call throwing gasoline on the inflation fire they say the 230 economists it would immediately create inflationary pressures by boosting demand while the supply side tax hikes would constrain supply by discouraging investment and and draining the private sector of much needed resources so that's exactly what they're attempting to do here cut off the supply Raise demand because you're putting more money out there, and you exacerbate the problem. These economists also write that of a particular concern is the corporate minimum tax that will undercut efforts to restore functioning supply chains. And the prescription drug provisions will impose price controls that threaten health care innovation. That's what I've been saying all week. There's going to be a human health toll that would uh, add to the financial and fiscal woes that Americans are already experiencing. Because as you do this to these companies, they're not going to be looking for new innovations. There's There will not be the incentive for them to look for new drug innovations and bring them to the market. They're going to be penalized for doing that. <clears throat> Instead of allowing the free market to actually work and get the government out of health care, the government has raised the price of health care. Government does not bring down the price of anything, ever, ever. Government raises the price of everything. Healthcare was affordable on the free market from individuals buying it until government said, no, we got to get involved in it. And that's when healthcare costs started to go up. Same thing with college and university prices. A few of the notable signers include Nobel laureate Vernon Smith, former chief chair of the Council of Economic Advisors, Kevin Hassett, former director of the Office of Management and Budget, and Jim Miller and Robert Heller, former president of the Federal Reserve Board from 86 to 89. In addition, professors from the University of Chicago, Princeton University, Duke University, University of Virginia, Columbia University, the University of Notre Dame, among others, listed on the letter as co-signers saying that Manchin's bill is a misleading label applied to legislation that would achieve the opposite effect, the opposite of anything that Biden says is the truth, folks. Biden is a bald-faced liar. There was no corn pop. There were no roaches playing with his, with his legs. He was not the guy that had the millionth ride on the Amtrak, and we could go on. He is a bald-faced liar. If it's coming out of his mouth, it's untrue. So he says this is the strongest bill you can pass to lower inflation, continue to cut the deficit, reduce health care costs, tackle a climate crisis, and promote America's energy uh, security and reduce the burdens facing working class and middle class families. It does exactly the opposite of all of that stuff. Plus, it includes $80 billion more dollars for the IRS to come after you. Providing the IRS with an influx of funding. That's been a top priority for President Biden. Giving them more badges and more guns and more people. The IRS already disproportionately targets low-income Americans when it conducts tax audits each year. In fact, households with less than $25,000 in earnings are five times as likely to be audited by the IRS than everybody else. $25,000 or less. Poor people in America. That's according to Syracuse University. So not only will we be paying more taxes, the IRS will have more money and resources to hassle, sue, charge, investigate, arrest, detain, and imprison Americans because of this bill that the Democrats are going to force through reconciliation 
tomorrow on a weekend. Get ready and hold on tight because this is going to fire up inflation even more. And remember, in November, back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. There's a- Hi, it's a Funky Friday. It's a 538 KTSA. It's a Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. I did. I really did. I thought for about a half a minute as I was biting into my third Toll House cookie yesterday. I, I had a moment. I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Morgan. I'm going to tell him to slip on by on the way home because you go by the house. Slip on by and uh, have one of these. And I took another bite. Another bite. And I said, you know, no. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan find his way yeah, home. He'll be all right. I don't like him that much. <laughs> no, I really do. I, that, that, and I had momentary guilt last night. I really did until I had another cookie. Yeah, I actually do just called you know a, a serious high sugar reaction. <laughs> what you had? And you I got dipped hypoglycemic that, or something. I did. I dipped that cookie in that chocolate milk, and I thought, no, 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 no. Really, this is just for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm kidding. I'm joking around. No, I. I it was really good. We, they didn't make all that many. They just made a handful of them. It right. was good. Too man, and you ate every last one of them. Well, I didn't eat them all. No, I had no. plenty of help. <laughs> I held one back for my buddy John, who's coming over this morning. He's going to have a cup of coffee and one. That's it. That's okay. how the rest of them are all gone. So it's a good day. Good. It sounds like you had a good day. Yeah, girls jumped in a pool yesterday, and right. you know, one more time before the summer. I can't believe summer is coming to a close. Isn't that weird that summer's coming to a close? Well, you know, it's hard to believe when it's 117 <laughs> degrees <laughs> That's outside. True. And, and I looked at the long range all next week, yeah, too. Yeah, it's more the same. Yeah, yeah more of the same. Welcome to August. There's no yeah. many. There's just, you know, it. I'm a weather geek, and when stuff gets crazy around here, I I really get off on it. I have a good time with those crazy stuff. Right. But this, there's no other way to say, you know, hot 100, hot 100, hot 100. Yeah. Right. So that's it through the weekend. You know, you may get a 99, but okay. <laughs> Oh, we got a 99. Right. Uh, but uh, after that, I mean, it really is 100 all the way through probably this time next week. Our weather guy, Jeff Nordine, is like the Maytag repairman. He really is. And, and, but see, that's a reference. Does anybody know that reference anymore? I, 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 I mean, I would say I that. But does anybody know that? You know, the Maytag repairman, the guy that used to sit there. Sit Gordon there. Jump, wasn't it? Yeah. He was the guy. Sit there waiting for someone to call because... Yeah. Apparently, Maytag appliances didn't need a repairman. Yeah, exactly. Let me toss something serious at you real quick, and then you need to meet with pleasure here. This is a serious one, okay? okay? John Doe. Okay? John Doe is a teacher at a middle school, intermediate school. Right. And John Doe is having sex with a 12-year-old girl. Okay? Mm-hmm. John Doe, for three years, has sex with a 12-year-old. 13, 14, 15-year-old girl, same girl, John Doe, having sex with her for three years in the school, in the classroom. John Doe even divorces his wife, moves in the same apartment complex where the girl lives, continues to have sex with her. Then it's discovered because the girl is now chasing after John Doe, and John Doe tells the, the appropriate authorities at the school and everywhere else, hey, I'm, this girl's chasing after me. I need some help. And uh, then they look at the phone, and they discover that John Doe's been sending her pictures and has been having sex with her since she was 12, 12 years old. Continuous sex, a three-year relationship since she was 12. She was in the sixth grade. Does that have an impact on you? Oh, it certainly does. And what? What? how do you feel about that? What? What? What kind of impact does it have on you? Does it piss you off? Does it make you mad? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, and, and, and sad at the same time. Well, yeah, there, I mean, there you go. This is know, innocence lost here. Yeah, because she'll never be the same, right? No, I mean, her, her, her vision of what a relationship is supposed to be like is completely misconstrued at this point. Would you call it rape? Absolutely. Okay. Would you call it pedophilia? Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Now, let's take that and change that from John Doe to Marka Bodine or Bodine, B-O-D-I-N-E, I'm not sure if it's a Bodine or a Bodine, a 32-year-old woman. And the victim is a sixth grader boy. Right. 12, 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. All the circumstances is the same. The only thing is that it's a the offender is a woman, a 32-year-old woman teacher, right? His teacher. And the victim is a boy. You feel the same about yeah, it? Yeah, it doesn't change my opinion at all. You still pissed off? Oh, yeah. Is it still rape? Mm-hmm. Is it still pedophilia? Yes, sir. Okay. She got, uh, this was in Harris County in Houston. She got 60 days in prison. That's it. 60 whole days. Mm-hmm. So if it's John Doe, what would you do with him? How long would he be in prison? 
that depends on the law. I mean, I don't know. I can't interpret the law you know, off the top of my head. We used but. to have a saying, 16 will get you 20. Yeah. That's what the saying was. Because it does in Texas. Mm-hmm. On average, in Texas, you get at least 20 years if you're a guy and you do that to a girl. And she gets to wait until June 5th, 2023 to self-report to start serving her prison term. Next June, June 5th of next year is when she gets to self-report. So nearly a year, 10 months. It's a year to uh, do whatever she wants to. Maybe go back and have more fun with the boy. I don't know. But she gets until June of next year to show up to start serving her 60-day, 60-day prison sentence. Is that all right? No, that doesn't, no, it's it makes not no right. sense at all. None whatsoever. Now, I don't know. Uh, this. All I know is she has one hell of a lawyer. Well, <laughs> and it's very possible that this Harris County Judge George Glass is one of these super liberal. We're going to talk about this concerning DeSantis here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, but could be one of these super liberal judges that says, yeah, well, you know, she didn't, she, uh, yeah, how could she possibly know what she was doing? And, the, and the, you know, besides, that's every boy's fantasy, right? You know, so just let her out. 60 days, that's all she needs to serve. That's, that's, that's due justice, 60 days. When in fact, if that were a guy, he would get at least 20, deservedly so. If I was on a jury, I'd put him under the jail. Which I actually said that in Vordai one time when it was a dad who did it to his daughter, and I was asked by the attorneys there, you know, what would you do? What sentence would you get? Would you give Mister So and So if if you found him guilty? I said I'd put him under the prison. I'd put him under the jail because that's where you deserve when you do that to a child for all the reasons you just gave. You took that child's life. That's what you did. You right. took their life. Yeah. You took their innocence. You took every promise that they had. You took their ex- ex- what you just said about their relationship and what a relationship is supposed to be. They'll never, ever trust the opposite sex. They will not. And I know this because I've read this topic. We've had it on when I was doing Christian radio. We used to talk, you know, do studies on this and talk about it. So that's what they that that's what they gave her. That's what the judge gave her. She gets a year to show up and sixty days in jail after continuously raping this this young boy. For three years, which started when he was in sixth grade mm-hmm. and ended when he was 15 or so. Yeah, I, it, I can't speak for the child, but I can only assume that he wasn't aware of just how wrong that is. Well, you know, I, don't, I don't think he was aware of it. You know, and also, uh, she was a person in authority mm-hmm. over him. Right. Right. First of all, she was an adult and he wasn't, right? He was 12. So as a 12-year-old, you have somebody in authority over you because just by virtue of the fact that they're an adult. So as an adult and you're 12, well, then they can do things, you know, to to harm you, you know, and you got that in your mind. Well, I I just got to play cool. You know, that's the first thing. Second thing is she was his teacher all those years and a teacher at the school. You know, so she obviously had power. It's like a boss who comes to a, a, a woman who works at the office. We call it sexual harassment. Well, the boss can certainly be fired over sexual harassment. And if he if he rapes her after she leaves the office, he'd go to prison forever. And uh, But this one gets 60 days. I was just blown away when I read this. Yeah. And, and it happened in Texas, of all places. We, we usually hang people high for stuff like this in Texas. What, what is this, man? You get off for 60 days? For raping a boy, you know, pedophilia. That's what this is. For three long years. And the point is, well, there's several points out of this. She ought to go away for many, many years. The prosecutors were blown away. They were like, they requested 20 years. That's what the prosecutors requested, and they got 60 days. So that was kind of shocking to the prosecutors, kind of shocking to the people, I guess, of, of Harris County. But it had the original scenario that I laid out for you been the story, and and then I told you he got 35 years, you would have gone, all right, 35 years? That's that's a minimum what that guy should serve. No, 60 days because she's a woman. Mm. I guess. Yeah, perhaps that's the reason why. We don't really know. Don't really know. Dead. But it's upsetting nonetheless. Sure is. All right, we'll take a quick break because, you know, boys suffer the same kind of thing that, that girls suffer. Nothing changes. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, 210-599-5555. Any of these stories that we're talking about this morning you want to sound off on, feel free at 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Ow. 5.53. Mm. Can't have a funky red Friday without a little cameo. Put your elbow low. That's what I'm told of. 
and get the word out this morning. Got the red on today for everyone deployed. Governor DeSantis did make his announcement yesterday, and yes, it did trigger the left-wing liberal media all on MSNBC and CNN and all of them. They were all, oh, I can't believe he's doing this. What did he do? Well, he suspended a prosecutor, a DA, for refusing to do DA stuff, <laughs> for refusing to prosecute crimes. Well, that's what we need more of. In fact, that, that could serve us well here in Texas. Yeah, we got let him go Joe Gonzalez. Hired by, elected by George Soros, and these guys across America that have been elected by George Soros, they don't work for the people, they work for George Soros. They do his bidding all across America, and that's why we have crime running rampant all across America. That's why you're getting guys shot that are just merely working out. Because these repeat offenders get right back out on the streets, and Andrew Warren out in Florida refused to enforce Florida law. Look, it's not up to you, Mr. D.A., wherever you are across America, nope, it's not up to you. It is up to the legislature. You see, the legislature, let me just give you a civics lesson. The legislature is elected by the people. The legislature is accountable to the people. When the legislature passes a law, you enforce the law. That's the oath that you took. And part of enforcing the law is to prosecute when somebody breaks the law. And, yeah, oh, I got prosecuted. Ah, discretion. I'll decide. No, you don't decide. The legislature decides. They're the ones who write the law. And if the people of the state have a problem with the law, then the legislature or the, the people of the state can remove those legislators and take them out of power. That's how it works. And if you have a bunch of DAs hired by, selected by somebody who's not even from America, a billionaire who has decided that he is going to play in our political game here and get all these liberal left-wing guys elected that are going to turn criminals loose on law-abiding citizens, which is exactly what's happening in this country and why you have rampant crime everywhere. Because these guys refuse, out and out refuse to enforce the laws and uphold the laws that they are sworn to enforce and uphold. And Governor DeSantis said yesterday, we're not going to have it. We're not going to play that game. Now, if you don't like a law, then you appeal to the person who represents you at the legislative level in your state and at the congressional level in D.C., and you have them change that law. That's the whole point of this Roe versus Wade thing that we went through. That takes it right back and puts it back into the hands of the people of those states. That's exactly how it should work. And most everything else that Washington controls should go back to the hands of the state because it's closer to the people that way. And the same is true with this. So I'm fully in support of what DeSantis did yesterday. I'd be fully in support of Greg Abbott doing it right now in the state of Texas to all these DAs that have been hired by Soros who refuse to prosecute and enforce the law. Jim, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Absolutely fire every one of these prosecutors that refuse to enforce the law. Did you want to take comments on the, uh, the Harris County case? You know what? I'm going to run out of time, but Jim, if you can okay. hold on or call me back in a few minutes, absolutely I want to hear what you have to say, okay? Sure, you bet. Absolutely. i got to hit this news because it's a hard break, okay? But after the news here at 6, uh, absolutely you can have your say. And everybody else can as well at 210-599-5555, Trey Ware, KTSA. There's a morning news with Trey Ware. Good information. Now on FM 1071. That's not originally what that song was supposed to say, but, you know, Big Daddy FCC, watch it. Let's go to Studio 54 and hang out. We call it Funky Friday. We just throw in the funk stuff, you know, kind of make you smile on a Friday. We wear red, too, for Remember Everyone Deployed. And thanks for listening. 607, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071. And the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. That's where you can hear, by the way, my interview with Mario Bravo, the uh, city councilman from District 1. That was at 636 yesterday. The interview is there. And thanks, Elaine, for getting that put up. Thanks, James, for helping out. 
and it's up and, and ready for you to listen. And I, I suggest you do. If you're concerned about the illegal immigration crisis that's happening, if you're concerned about the streams of 50,000 a month that are flowing into San Antonio and through San Antonio, if you're concerned about the numbers of people who are not moving on, who are actually just staying here, if you're concerned about uh, the, the growing homeless crisis in San Antonio, if you're concerned about the leaders downtown lying to you and saying, this is the best way to manage this situation, it was dropped on us. No, it wasn't dropped on anybody. It was an arrangement that uh, Ron Nirenberg had made with Alejandro Mayorkas for San Antonio to be the funnel which these folks would pass through on their way throughout the United States of America. This is not... Look, they're positioning as, well, San Antonio's a victim here. The federal government dropped these. No, this was a deal that Ron cut with Alejandro Mayorkas so that San Antonio could be the funnel through which all of the illegal aliens would pass into the United States. This is the hub, baby. And why is it the hub? The same reason we're the hub for illegal drugs. 35 runs north and south, east and west goes I-10, and you've got buses that travel on those highways, plus you've got airplanes that fly all over the world out of here. And so, yeah, Ron says to Mayorkas in a meeting, yeah, we'll do that. We'll take that on. You betcha, big boy. Anything that you guys need, because I want to work with you in a liberal administration. Get me out of San Antonio as fast as you can. Get me back up here to the northeast where I'm from, because that's my ultimate goal. And he's stepping on the people of San Antonio. You're nothing more than a stepping stone for Ron Nirenberg. That's it. If you look at the policies and the things that, that has ha happened with this uh, city council since he's been in charge, it's all been about building his resume, whether it's gay crosswalks or keeping Chick-fil-A out or whatever. And now it's being the funnel, facilitating, being the facilitators of these people who are being brought into this country by the cartels illegally, and the cartels are making billions, about $13 billion a year, 26 times more than they were under Donald Trump, and uh, they're being funneled through San Antonio, Texas, and being sent all over the United States, and many of them, thousands of them, have decided, hey, I like San Antonio, you know, it's pretty nice, weather's good here, and well, I can get around all right, and I got good free food, and I got good free housing, and all that, so I'm just going to hang out here. So the point is, if you go over to the Treyware page at KTSA.com, you just type in my name in Google, Treyware KTSA or Trey KTSA, whatever, then you can listen to the interview with the city councilman, Bravo, from uh, from yesterday. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot of information, and he did say that, you know, they hadn't had a meeting on that yet, and I said, wait a minute, how, how is it possible that he didn't even, that Ron didn't talk to you? Well, Ron, he's not going to talk to a little underling like the District 1 city councilman. That's not, how he, that's not how he rolls. I can point out to you several occasions in things throughout his tenure that he didn't talk to anybody about. Takes his marching orders from a couple of people, and I told him this face-to-face, -face, from uh, Hardberger, from Julian Castro, and from Cheryl Scully. Those are the people who were running this city through Ron Nirenberg for a long time. And uh, Ron was taking his marching orders from them. And a prime example, the RNC, when they were going to bring the national convention here for candidate Donald Trump to be reelected to be president, they went behind closed doors in what I believe to be a violation of the Texas Open Meetings Act, and they decided to make sure that they froze out the Republicans from coming to San Antonio. And they made that decision behind closed doors in violation of the Texas Open Meetings Act, in my uh, my estimation, my opinion. So, uh, yeah, no, he, and he did that because Julian didn't want them here, because Biden didn't want them here, because, yes, the big bosses in the Democrat Party did not want them here. That's what it boiled down to. So um, we'll see where it goes. Now, the Democrat mayors, Bowser and Adams, were invited to come to the Texas border. You know, they're whining and moaning about all these people that Greg Abbott has been sending up to D.C. This is horrible. I need the National Guard. Well, how many you got? 6,000. We get 6,000 a minute. What do you mean 6,000? We got 6,000 up here. I need the National Guard to control it. How in the world do you need the National Guard to control 6,000 when we do that every day in the state of Texas? What are, what are you talking about? So, they, you know, she's whining and moaning. Adams is whining and moaning. We're, we got illegals all over New York City. What's going on? We got What are all these brown people doing around here? Uh, well, those are being flown in the middle of the night by Joe Biden. You better call the White House. But the ones that are in D.C. are being bussed up there by Greg Abbott. And Greg Abbott said this week, I'm thinking about expanding that to other cities because 
out of sight, out of mind. Those people don't have to deal with this, so they have no idea what we're dealing with here in Texas, what ranchers are dealing with, what people in the border towns are dealing with, trying to go to their emergency rooms that they paid for with their tax dollars, and they can't get into the emergency room when they have an emergency because the emergency room is jam-packed, and their children are being neglected in the classrooms because the classroom size now is three times what it's intended to be, and the teacher can't get around to all those kids, and the teachers are having to teach in Spanish primarily now. And the people in D.C. and the people in, on the East Coast, they don't understand. I have no idea. I don't see this. So it can't be that big of a deal. So our governor says, come on down and take a look. Well, of course, yesterday, Bowser and Adams said, no, we declined that invitation to come on down to the border. Well, then don't complain. If you're not willing to come down and take a look, and none of the, none of the Democrats are, none of them will come down here and take a look. And the reason for that is once they do, then they're on the hook for what's wrong. And they refuse to do anything about it. And there's a number of reasons why they're doing that. They're importing poverty for their Marxist state. They're also importing voters for the Democrats. That's exactly what they're doing. They're importing more people for welfare, which gives the Democrats a reason to exist. And on and on I could go with this. Uh, It's out of control. It's out of hand. And nobody else in the federal government wants to do anything about it. And that includes somebody like a John Cornyn. That includes a lot of Republicans who refuse to do anything about this. And they better do something about it if they get back in power in, in November. If, if the Republicans get a shot in November and they don't govern and they don't turn this around and they don't empty out the swamp, the Republican Party is over. It's done. All right, so now whistleblowers are coming out and talking about the Afghans that are here. Nearly 400 Afghans listed as potential threats, have been resettled across the United States by Joe Biden. Joe Biden's federal agencies knowingly have been resettling these Afghans across the United States, and about 400 of them are listed as potential threats to national security. This has been going on since that stupid pullout from Afghanistan last year, and he's been flying them in every month. Did you know that that continues as well as 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 the, the line that's coming across the border? Every day he's flying Afghans into the United States. That was August of 2021 with the withdrawal of Afghanistan. He opened a refugee and parole pipeline for tens of thousands of Afghans to be flown quickly into the United States without being screened or interviewed in person beforehand. And now you've got a whistleblower within the government alleging that Biden has resettled more than 85,000 Afghans across 46 states since mid-August of 2021, continuing to do so every day and plans to continue resettling tens of thousands of Afghans this year. They're on track for tens of thousands this year. And this whistleblower and whistleblowers, there's more than one, have come forward to allege that Biden's agencies have admitted these U.S. hundreds of of Afghans that were listed in federal watch list databases as national security threats and urging staff to cut corners in the vetting process. So they're not vetting them. And in some cases, they are knowingly bringing them in, knowingly bringing in uh, terrorists and bad guys and and positioning them across the country, according to this uh, whistleblower. All right, so a Texas teacher getting 60-day prison sentence for sex with a sixth grader. 60 days. How do you feel about that? Talked about it in the last half hour. I said if it was John Doe, right, and the, the, uh, you know, sixth grader 12 to 15 was in a continuous three-year relationship with john doe and got 60 days in prison for that america would be up in arms it would be the top story in all the newscasts how in the world could you only give him 60 days when he was raping a young child for three years pedophilia and all that that's what we would hear but it just so happens that it was a female teacher who was involved in this relationship for three years with a young boy And she got a slap on the wrist, and she doesn't even have to report until June of next year to start serving her 60-day sentence. 60 days. The boy was in sixth grade when she started, and I'm going to call it what it is, when she started raping him. 60 days is all she's going to have to serve. 210-599-5555. Florida Governor DeSantis did make his move yesterday. He suspended Andrew Warren, a DA over there who's working for George Soros, not for the people of Florida. 
and he is refusing to prosecute cases that he doesn't believe in. Now, the ledge, they're the ones who pass the laws, and as a DA, it's your job to enforce the law. But under Soros' rule, they work for George Soros, not for the people, right? These radical DAs, that's why you have crime exploding across the country. And and this guy over, this Andrew Warren guy, this DA over in Florida, has refused to enforce the law that's passed by the legislature. And Ron DeSantis says, it's not up to you. That's not your choice. You don't get to decide. The legislature does that. That's the process that's been set up because the legislature is accountable to the people. If the law is passed, you have to enforce the law. You are hereby suspended. Well, guess what? We have one of those DAs here. We've got DAs across the state of Texas that refuse to enforce the laws and prosecute the lawbreakers. So, yeah, I think Greg Abbott ought to do the exact same thing that DeSantis did yesterday. Joe Biden yesterday said this, quote, I'm not going to be able to do it. He was talking about one of these electric Corvettes and buying one. He was talking with General Motors CEO Mary Barra yesterday. And GM is planning to release a Corvette hybrid next year. And Joe Biden said this about buying one of those Corvettes. He said, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president. Would you like that again? I'm not going to be able to do it by a Corvette because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president. That's what Joe said yesterday. Oh, that's not good. Mm-hmm. That's not good. In May, in May of this year, he referred to himself as the nation's first U.S. senator from Delaware. And he has also referred to President Kamala Harris on a number of occasions. Now, after the break, I'm going to talk about his uh, co- cognitive failures and what some in D.C. are trying to push forward with Joe Biden. I'll fill you in on that coming up. And any of these stories you want to jump in on, feel free at 210-599-5555. As we get through a Friday together, Trey Ware on KTSA for Lifestyles Unlimited. At Lifestyles Unlimited, they teach you how to invest in real estate. They show you the right way to invest in real estate so you can begin immediately making income off of your real estate investments. You know, Dale Walmsley and all those guys over there, they have been doing this now for about 35 years. They know what works in investing in real estate, and they're ready to teach you how to do it through the FinancialFreedomLivestream.com seminars. And David Fisher is a great teacher. I was on there. I did it myself sitting on the couch, loved every minute of it one weekend. I really enjoyed it and learned a lot about how to invest in real estate. And you can too. This is not a teaser seminar, by the way. This is the real deal, the whole enchilada. And they'll learn step-by-step how to successfully invest in both single-family and multifamily properties and start making money investing in real estate. That's FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Be sure you use my name. That's Ware, W-A-R-E. That's when you get the discounts, the promo code, and all that stuff. That's FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, promo code Ware, W-A-R-E. They're celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. 1977, the summer of 77. 36, 24, 36. That right there is a winning hand. Sing it, Lionel. All right. Got to go to the phones now. Hey, Lee, you're on KTSA. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, yeah, you said you left uh, Joe saying that uh, he's vice president. I think it's, that's probably true because <laughs> I think this is Obama's third term. You got that right. And I'd like to say something about his little uh, press secretary. A couple of days ago, she said that, you know, the uh, Supreme Court did something that's unconstitutional. Oh, yeah. And that uh, Roe versus Wade's mm-hmm. been around 50 years. Yeah. Well, if she wants to play that game, slavery was legal a whole lot longer longer than that. Well, look, here's here's the deal. She is not the 10th Supreme Court justice, so she doesn't get to say what's, you know, constitutional or unconstitutional. And it was a flat-out lie because there's nothing about abortion in the Constitution or any other law that would okay abortion, okay? So, you know, on, on all accounts, she's just absolutely wrong, but she doesn't know either. You know, she got a she got a head full of air. She has no idea she has to read it on a piece of paper like Joe does. And let me tell you something. In February of 2020, we already knew, and thank you for the call, Lee, we already knew about Joe's cognitive decline in February of 2020. This whole thing about Joe in 2024, it's not happening, folks. That It's all meant to prevent a premature lame-juck uh, status. We've got all these replacements that are now jockeying for this. 
The only question concerning Joe right now, does he make it through his first term? Forget about a second term. He has no shot at a second term. It's not going to happen. Now I go back to Ronnie Jackson, who was the chief medical doctor at the White House for Obama and Trump. He is now a representative from the state of Texas. He is a Navy Rear Admiral, retired. He sent another letter, a third one, signed by 54 House Republicans to the president and his physician, Kevin O'Connor, last week. And he's calling on Biden to immediately undergo a cognitive test and share those results with the American people, which he refuses to do. As Jackson says, and I've said it since Joe ran for president, something isn't right. Something's wrong between his ears. Now, Jackson is saying, I'm not making a diagnosis because I have not examined Joe Biden. But everybody in America, he says, and this is in the letter, knows someone who is in cognitive decline and the symptoms are very clear. Joe's got a shuffling gait. He's confused. He has memory lapses. He calls himself the vice president like he did yesterday. He falls off of a stationary bike. He falls down climbing up the stairs of Air Force One. Come on, how, how much proof do you want? During the campaign, when they did a staged event, he had to read his campaign speech off of a teleprompter. If you're uh, really running for office, particularly office of the president, you've got that in your head. There's no reading off of a teleprompter. And then, remember, as he would wander off all by himself and just start wandering around the stage and sometimes leave? Leave! Walk off in the middle of whatever was going on, the campaign event. He just wanders off and just leaves. Now, his physician has been with him since he's been vice president, and he's completely invisible. Now, that would be fine, except for right now, Joe supposedly has COVID, we've been told. And every day he's testing positive for COVID. That's been going on for about, what, a month? Been testing positive? He had two days where he wasn't positive. And so his physician, Dr. O'Connor, continues to write on memo physician to the president letterhead, summarizing, well, yeah, we tested him again today. He's still positive, still in isolation, heartbeat's good, respiration's good. But have you seen O'Connor? Have you seen him at the podium at the White House? Has he been peppered with questions? Well, Ronnie Jackson sure was. Sean Conley sure was. They were the two doctors for President Donald Trump. And when Donald Trump passed a cognitive test with flying colors, they had to stand there and get peppered by Jim Acosta, accosted by Jim Acosta and the others in that room. We know that he, he, he holds a class with two hands. Why? Why? Why is he holding the class with two hands? And those guys, Ronnie Jackson one time, I remember this, had to stand up there for 75 minutes and answer questions from the Washington press corps about Donald Trump. They demanded it, and Trump sent him out there. This uh, Kevin guy, he has, he's yet to appear. Is he real? Does he exist? Is Ron Klain writing this on this letterhead that says physician to the president? Who's writing it? Who's actually writing these, these diagnoses? O'Connor is unavailable to the press. Nobody's seen him. Nobody's heard from him directly. So Ronnie Jackson is stating the obvious. Candidate Biden needed all the help in the world just to get through. They locked him up down in the thing. Now, President Biden, well, he obviously has got problems. And everybody knows it. And the average voter can see it now. A whistleblower told Tucker Carlson not that long ago that Biden is being medicated before public appearances. And Tucker Carlson played a piece of Joe Biden, the same speech... And Joe Biden is listless, his eyes are almost closed, he's real squinty, and he's slurring his words. And then all of a sudden, the tape is cut, and he's bright-eyed and speaking well, and it is bringing up from this whistleblower that they're stopping Joe and popping him up on something, hopping him up on something to help him get through this stuff. We had just last week, the man did not blink in a speech for over 40 seconds. That's an impossibility. So... Look, here's what's going to happen, I think. They're going to say he's got long COVID or something else, and he's going to have to step aside to be after the midterms. And it's real hard to do this, but I think they're going to have to do it. Early retirement. And the only thing that's stepping in, standing in the way of that right now is Kamala. Kamala is worse rated. Her ratings are worse than his. They would have done this a long time ago if she wasn't so bad. 
But I think what they plan on doing, and we'll see if they're going to be able to pull this off or not. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it or not. They're going to have him retire, put Kamala in there, and bring in Gavin Newsom. And then she's going to step aside and put Gavin in as, as president, and she will then, before she steps aside, she will pardon Hunter and James and all the other Biden family, and then the media will immediately start to build uh, Joe Biden up as Winston Churchill. Watch. Let's just see. I'll take a quick break. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. This- Funky Friday. It's Red Friday. 640 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trey Ware page KTSA.com. 210-599-5555. You're talking about the guy who, under false pretenses, uh, got a bunch of our troops killed in the Middle East. Is that who you're talking about? Would you be referring to former Vice President Trump? <laughs> that's who I'm referring to. Yeah, well, then, if, <laughs> then yes. Okay, that's the dude. So, have you ever heard of ayahuasca? Yes. Oh, I'd say immediately Jimmy's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you you uh, you go to different places, but the s- people have the same uh, trip, and they see the same beings, entities. Okay, let me ask you. Is this what Ron White did when he went down into Mexico somewhere and got into one of these uh, cult-like places yeah, to I, find I, himself? And, yes, and I think Ron tried, did. Tried to get off alcohol. He tells the story, so I'm mm-hmm. not speaking out of school. And he said it was the weirdest week that he's ever had in his life, but it really transformed his life, is what he said. They get clarity. That's what he said. Through the ayahuasca. The ayahuasca is a psychedelic drug, right? Is it like LSD or is it something that's natural, comes out the ground? It's natural. Okay. Uh, Indians, uh, shamans used it. Uh, okay. I know nothing about yeah, any of this stuff. It's not a chemical. Yeah. If it's not Lone Star, I don't know it. So. <laughs> that's it. But it's heavy hitting. It's <laughs> yeah, I would guess so. If you're you know, seeing, you know, elephants fly across the room and stuff. You know, the mushrooms do their trippy thing. Yeah. But this is another level. This takes it to a whole other level. Yes. Beyond peyote or something. Yes. It makes me want to ask if he's got personal experience or something because he. You've just read about it. I'm sure. I'm, no, I'm sure. scared of it. Yeah. I, I've never, never wanted to try it. Yeah. Well, there you go. And apparently, Aaron Rodgers said it's safe his life and and he had the best season last year thanks to ayahuasca that's what he says aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the green bay packers says it helped him find himself it was a rebirth he laid down after taking it Mm -hmm. and when he reopened his eyes he was born again and it made him uh, find self-love right well i don't need peyote for that i can tell you that much right now it has nothing to do with that yeah you have to have a guide Who's well, done it before yeah, to, walk, to walk you through it? Well, who who, who won the Super Bowl last year? Who? Not the Packers. Yeah, yeah well, not the Packers. well, then Mister Rogers needs to double his dose. Yeah, yeah, we probably, <laughs> probably does. No, what he said is the the greatest gift I can give my teammates, man, is to be able to show up and be someone who can model unconditional love to him, man. No, the greatest gift you can give your teammates is to win some games. Yeah, that's how you win. Don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> he said, but he loves himself now. It's unconditional self-love. Oh, see, now that's important. I kind of feel that way about myself. I can give myself unconditional self-love. They don't care how much you care until you show how much you care. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, we'll see if he uh, reunites with his family because, you know, he does not that's talk right, to yeah. brothers and sisters. and Maybe or, the ayahuasca will bring them all back together? Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. That's so. how the Rogers family will celebrate Festivus this year. <laughs> Sitting around with Get together. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the ayahuasca trail, huh? That's right, yeah. I'd never even heard of it. I, so thank you, Jimmy. I didn't know. I had no idea what this stuff I was. Know. I had neither until the Aaron Rogers story. Yeah. Uh, yesterday when I read it for yeah. the first time. Well, that's so. kind of crazy. Yeah. And Beyond Meat is going away. Uh, it's not doing what it was supposed to be doing, and people are not buying off on Beyond Meat. McDonald's is McDone with it, mm-hmm. according to the folks over at J.P. Morgan Chase. And they have not even turned a profit. In fact, they're not making any money at all. A lot of companies have already dropped it. Taco Bell's dropped it. KFC's dropped it. They've all dropped the Beyond Meat stuff. And good, because meat's supposed to be meat. You know. Hey, Ben, good morning. You're on. Good morning. That's hilarious about the meat beyond meat. Uh, but anyway, no, um, yeah, they, you know, they say uh, humans only use 10% of their brain, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is, to me, this is where stuff like this comes in because, you know, it just, it makes more contacts, more, you know, neur- neuron contacts, you know. It, Probably. That's, yeah, yeah it, and it, that's, where, that's where all the mind opening and all that stuff comes into. 
Yeah, the whole Timothy Leary thing of expanding the mind and, you know, well... You know, Ben, uh, I'm really concerned about the 10% that I'm already involved with. I don't want to bring the other 90% of what I've got in. <laughs> it scares the snot yeah. out of me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole third mind and all that stuff. It, it's very interesting. Like, I, you know, the Ancient Aliens show, all that stuff. It's it's very, very interesting. Yeah, I don't want to go to my 90%. I'm, I'm good. I got the 10% here, and I'll just I'll live with that. Thank you, Ben. 210-599-5555. Biden is now telling... Uh, Russia to release Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner got nine years yesterday for, you know, having to vape pen stuff. And so Biden is telling Russia, release him her immediately. Immediately. Well, what about the others in prisons all around the world? What about the others in prisons here for the exact same thing? Joe, are you going to release them? Hello, Joe. Uh, Joe? Okay, uh, back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Diet for all. God bless America. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. 651, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Had a discussion with Mario Bravo from District 1 yesterday. You might want to check that out. Okay, so here's the deal. The Biden administration is now looking to force doctors to perform gender transition procedures. And we'll tell you about that in a second. But first, we got a little breaking news, kind of. It's just, it's it's new. Uh, China has announced sanctions because of Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. They're sanctioning her. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know, maybe, Nan, Nanners, maybe what you do is you do a little trade. Take the sanctions off, I'll send you Paul. You know, she wants to dump that dude. She has not been home in months. She has not been home since his crash, his DUI crash. She was in D.C., then she hung out with the girls, or had the girls hanging out in Italy, and then came back and went, yes, it's true, look at the pictures, and then went directly over to uh, Taiwan and what? They look like the couple that sleeps in different rooms. Oh, you know they do. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and and it's a it's a convenience thing. Because she's got the info that he needo. That's exactly right. So here we go. The Biden administration is looking to force doctors to perform gender transition procedures. What you have right now is doctors who have objections to this. Either they're objecting to it because it's not safe to do this to children, either put them on puberty blockers, the other medications that they put them on, and or to do actually do the surgery. Because what they have found now is that people that have gone through that, they get into their 20s and they start to regret it. And they can't change back. And now they're psychologically damaged. There's a whole list of problems that goes on. So you have doctors who just purely on the scientific side of it say, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to perform that kind of surgery. We're not going to go there. And they object to it based purely on science. Then you've got other doctors, Catholic hospitals and whatever, that have objections based on their personal religious convictions and they say no this is not the way the bible says things are supposed to be i am a catholic i'm a practicing catholic and i'm not going to perform these gender transition surgeries and then you've got people that have doctors that also have their own objections that's not based in science not based in religion but they have their own opinion on these things and they say no i'm not going to perform it so along comes the Biden administration, and they want to fine and imprison doctors for not performing sex changes on kids. Now, a couple of quick points about this. First of all, Democrats are claiming that Republicans want to lock people up for performing abortions. That's simply not true. They do not want to lock people up for performing abortions. But they want to lock people up for not mutilating a child's body and what i concern what i what i call child abuse when you go cutting parts off of and altering a little child's body that's child abuse and that's mutilating a child's body and you don't have a right to do that i don't care who you are you don't have a right to do that that's the first thing but again once again the democrats are always accusing the republicans of something that they themselves are doing the democrats are doing it the democrats are the ones that want to imprison doctors and fine doctors for not performing these surgeries 
when in fact what they're saying is Republicans want to imprison people for performing abortions. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, if this was such great health care, if it was awesome to make these children go through these transitions, if it was the best thing in the world for these kids, you wouldn't have to fine and imprison doctors for not doing it. Doctors would be lined up for 10,000 miles to perform these surgeries. You wouldn't have conscientious objectors. You wouldn't have religious objectors. You wouldn't have objectors based on the science. You would have doctors saying, yes, absolutely, it's a life-changing, life-saving measure for these children. It saves their lives, kind of like cancer surgery for kids. You can't find, I mean, there's so many doctors that want to do that because they know that they're going to save the lives of children if they do this. But these doctors who are objecting to this, you wouldn't have to force doctors to do that if it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we know that it's not. And over in San Diego, you've got, once again, another school district that's training teachers to, break quote, break the gender binary and impose radical gender theory on students. That's what they're calling it. They want to dismantle heteronormativity. <laughs> you ever heard a word like that in your life? Yeah, their plan is to dismantle heteronormativity and break the gender binary in their classrooms. K-12 through teachers being trained in radical gender theory, providing course materials to students to indoctrinate them with radical gender theory organizations, according to a trove of documents that have been uncovered now. And a lot of the stuff that they're talking to kids about, I can't even say on the radio. I would get kicked off the radio. In fact, this whole gender thing, I'll give you one of them. This whole gender thing about guys, men aren't really men and women aren't really women, that you can choose to be one or the other, they expressly tell children as, as young as kindergarten, the male anatomy is referred to the anatomy of people with a penis. People. Not a man. Not a male. A person. Because, you know, a woman can have one too. That's the kind of offensive stuff that they're doing in these classrooms now to children. Leave the children alone if you want to play dress up on a saturday night that's up to you it's america leave our get your hands off our children quit grooming them all right back in a minute where and rima coming up ktsa